We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What is up, Nets fans? Welcome to Brooklyn Buzz. I'm Nick Faye. With me as always, Jack Manuel. Jack, how are we doing? Big breaking news to break down. <laughs> Not. Yeah. If you if you were on Nets Twitter today, you would think something crazy happened or something really bad went down. It was just a press conference in May, end of season with Sean Marks and Steve Nash. We're going to jump into some of that and plenty more. Make sure you check the buzz on all streaming platforms. Look, Nick, I don't know where to start. I think the, the main part where to start is, you know, you put out a pretty... You know, easy tweet to to digest and such because the the main comments that we got today was surrounding Kyrie Irving and his status going forward. There were comments from Sean Marks in terms of talking about guys wanting to be. He said this. I think we know what we're looking for. We're looking for guys that want to come in here and be part of something bigger than themselves. Play selfless, play team basketball, and be available. That guy goes not only for Kyrie but for everybody here. Now, Nick does. Was this a, a thinly veiled shot by Sean Marks at Kyrie Irving? Like, what was going on here? Yeah, I think this is Sean Marks trying to reestablish the tone of the organization. I don't think, obviously, Kyrie's name was in it, but I think it's not just directed at him. I think it's directed at other players or anybody who plans to kind of join the Nets. And, you know, the last year, they kind of lost control. You know, it kind of just became a frenzy and there was just constant chaos. You know, we had something to talk about every single week, you know, with drama, not even basketball related. So I think that's him saying, like, we need to focus on winning. We need to focus on the product on the court. And I think it was a little bit of sternness with Kyrie Irving. You know, it wasn't necessarily a shot, but just kind of letting him know, like, hey, that that's not going to be okay. We need you to be fully committed to win a championship because what happened last year wasn't acceptable, and it obviously had a huge impact on the team. And some of that's out of the Nets' control and Kyrie's control, but at the end of the day, it wouldn't be the first time he hasn't necessarily put the team first. No, and look, Kyrie is a unique character, to, to say the least, you know. I'm not sure if my time at work today he's gone on Twitch or Discord to say some comments in, in regards to Sean Marks. He's had a bit of fun on those platforms as well, talking about many things, including adult content that we will not discuss on this episode of the Brooklyn Buzz. But in saying that, do you think this affects the status of Kyrie Irving you know, and you know, renegotiations around a, a possible extension, Nick? 
I mean, Jack, I don't think it really will have a huge impact. Maybe it might rub him the wrong way. But even listening to him when he was on the Acetra's podcast, kind of understanding the situation and saying, like, I didn't know if I was going to get traded or if I was going to be cut or I was never playing basketball again. I think there's some level of realization from Kyrie that people probably don't want to hear or they don't want to accept. Like, I don't think he's an idiot and think that he he runs the Nets organization. I mean, I think he probably thinks he has a bigger role than he probably should. But at the end of the day, I, I think he understands, like, it's still a privilege to play in the NBA and to get that contract. Obviously, he's earned it, but I don't think it's... It's 100%, it's 99% likely to happen, but it's not like it's a 100% given that they have to do it. It's not like the end all be all. Like, I personally think Kyrie will be back. I think he will probably get a max contract. Like I put out, you mentioned earlier with my tweet saying, like, the Nets have no way to replace him given their cap situation, their assets. So he has a lot of leverage here, but the Nets also just have the right to kind of just let him know what's up and what they expect from him if they're going to give him this type of money and this type of contract, and especially depending on the years. Yeah, Christian Winfield, you know, discussed you know points that we made about the contract, but with more detail and such, you know, and he highlighted the fact that they could incentivize you know fifteen percent of his his salary through unlikely bonuses in terms of you know, games played and and all those sort of different things, and you know, if he plays in a certain amount of games, he gets ninety percent of his contract, ninety five, a hundred percent. So. That's a, a way that the Nets could sort of, you know, gain somewhat of leverage. You know, obviously, Kyrie with the new agent, which I think is a a family friend of some sort. You know, he's not with Clutch. He's not with any of those sort of big organizations, you know, around the league. So it'll be interesting to see how that does pan out. But I think ultimately, you know, you tweet about Kyrie Irving, you tweet about, you tweet about <laughs> anyone on the Nets these days, you're going to get some semblance of a ratio, Nick. So I just, I totally agree with you. It's just like, what, what is the other alternative? If you can provide me, Sean Marks, you, Nets fans, with a viable alternative to go, okay, how can the Nets be as good and as championship worthy with a player that replaces Kyrie Irving? How? Like, if you can give me that alternative, Nick, then I'll be like, cool, we can get Kyrie Irving for Donovan Mitchell? Like, I, I don't know. Like, those, that, oh, no, I'm going to get something to say. I no, really should have only <laughs> The only real, like, option I saw that... I don't think it's realistic, but I could understand why someone would pitch the idea would be Anthony Davis for Kyrie Irving, just given both guys are not at their highest peak level and they're both, you know, superstar level players and potentially both could use a change of scenery. But again, Kevin Durant loves Kyrie Irving. He wants to play with Kyrie Irving. Kyrie Irving wants to play with the Nets. He's made that pretty clear. Obviously, his actions haven't always, you know, supported that. But for the most part, every time he speaks about the Nets and speaks about Kevin Durant, it seems like this is where he wants to be. So, I don't really have much question if he's going to be on the team next year. I think there's more of a question mark in terms of like a guy like Ben Simmons. Like I'm pretty confident Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving will be suiting up for the Brooklyn Nets come opening day next season. Look, uh, and we heard you know Sean Marks speak about it a little bit, say that I think Ben had a tricky build-up to be quite frank. He got there and there was a setback, obviously. He went through ramp-up and we saw him on the court. We saw him participating in three and three and five on fives with the Stay Ready group. We were hoping, just like Ben was, he was going to be out there. He was hoping more than anybody that he could come back and contribute contribute for the team. We've had lengthy discussions about how much he can contribute and how much he really means to our roster. There's a gaping hole, and he fits some needs that we've talked about uh, in the past. So th- there seems to be, obviously, we can chat some about some room, some recent rumors that have have spread out, and a lot of people have brought up some you know, relatively sensible and viable trades when it comes to Ben, more so than with Kyrie Irving. In, I guess in saying all of that, Nick, how much do you buy into to, to some of the, the things that Sean Marks would say? Again, 
when we didn't get we got just a general comment you know i i made the morning of you know eastern standard time of you know what we were going to get from the presser we're analyzing like scraps right now there was <laughs> bugger all you know a lot of people put out put forth reasonable questions about you know roster construction going forward you know ben simmons status which we got you know a little bit about we're getting more from like you know random photos from tmz you know Kyrie irving status we're getting more probably from Kyrie irving on twitch than we are getting from the nets organization and We've spoken pretty heavily about that, you know, on the the crossover pod with Nets Kingdom. But in saying that, back to the Ben Simmons news, Nick, does does Sean Mark's comments fill you with more confidence that Ben is likely to be with the team heading into the start of next season? I mean, I wouldn't say more confidence. I think it's always kind of been more likely he's going to be with the Nets, given he's a depreciating, you know, asset at this point in time in terms of his value in the trade market. He hasn't played basketball in an entire year. There's obviously a ton of question marks, and we hope that he does get healthy. I felt like almost a comment in a way was something we talked about a little bit on the, the previous podcast in terms of the Nets not really protecting Ben Simmons. It felt like a comment almost protecting him from some of the the negative comments he received after not playing in that game four, you know, kind of saying like, you know, there was an injury that, you know, the herniated discs expanded and kind of flared up. Well, you never gave us that information before. So it would have been great if you did that, you know, probably during game four, it would have looked a lot better, but you know, a little bit of a backtrack and maybe that's saying that their relationship is improving. Obviously we're, we're trying to read through like multiple layers of things right now. And like you mentioned, it's, it's crumbs and it's scraps, but you could, you know, probably make a point that maybe their relationship is Better than it was after game four because the way reports dropped when he didn't play was not pretty. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. No, there was clearly some sort of rift and... Yep. You know, he, uh, he said, you know, uh, you know, expanding on those comments regarding Ben post-surgery now, I don't want to speak to him, but I can sense there's a relief. There's a new lease on life, so to speak, when you're able to take a problem and say that should be fixed and uh, move out of here and now it's on to the rest. Look, like you said, Nick, we want, you know, an, uh, it's an, an extended conversation that we could have had for even longer on the pod uh, with Sane Najay. I just think that why couldn't we get some of this news as well? Why are we waiting until you know, a week after the surgery has been had or whatever the timeline is at, at this point in time. It's just frustrating because it's like, okay, we get it after the fact. Like, what value does that have to us now? Yeah, Especially just, after it, all the negativity already happened. Exactly. It just fuels that. You know, if there is a, an element of clarity for 
fans who or fans or just general pundits and everyone that's generally where the fire comes and, and and begins it's where it ignites you know people saying stuff on twitter you know different sports media people and that sort of thing if you just come out and say yeah there was a flare-up yeah well he the surgery was the only option etc bang boom you know do it and and i think that would also be beneficial for ben you yeah know, to, to be honest because while i you know, I think that there was, it was interesting to hear Sean Mark say, I don't want to speak for him. Mm-hmm. That just sounds like the, the, the Nets in general. Like they just will clearly, and we can talk about the culture because there was another culture comment that Sean Marks did make as well. It's just like, okay, you're not speaking for them, but you communicated with them. So like you, we, don't, we aren't saying that this is what Ben Simmons said. We're saying this is what Sean Marks has said. And Sean Marks is one of his bosses. He's one of the heads of the organization when it comes to, your player construction roster moves and, and how this team is you know, functioning you know, as, a, as a franchise. So I think that just Sean Marks, as much as I love my guy, the Kiwi dude needs to just be a bit more upfront because I think that benefits plenty of parties involved. And I don't know if Ben Simmons is you know comfortable or uncomfortable with what he said today, but I certainly think if I was in his shoes, I'd be like, cool, just tell him, man. That, that takes the burden off my shoulders. And having to get like, you know, the, all this sort of guff from people on Instagram and Discord and all like little details about it. It's just like, I just think that maybe, hopefully, there's a, a turning of the tide, you know, within the Nets organization and how they communicate about this stuff. But we also didn't get anything on like the sort of mental health stuff. So I don't know if that question was asked or, or it wasn't. But, you know, obviously some of the questions asked weren't the best questions, uh, to be yeah. totally frank. so And we didn't have um, a stream or anything. It was just kind of video clips and, you know, reporters and stuff. And I know fans are upset about that. It's not the biggest deal, but obviously it definitely benefits us when we can get the full stream. No, definitely. So, look, in, in saying that, Nick, I'll throw like a hot takey sort of question out there. If, you know, got gun to your head, which, you know, they, I thankfully do not have in my country of Australia – um, just a Nerf gun. <laughs> just the old Nerf gun. In Ben Simmons, Kyrie Irving, one, both of them back, you know, start of the year, going to come, you know, opening night, you know, in mid to late October. Yeah, I think so. I would put it probably at 80%. I give Kyrie a 99% and I'll give Ben, you know, like a 75%. I think, you know, there's a chance that Ben gets traded. But again, like I mentioned before, his value is not an all-time high. His fit is still very unique for a lot of teams. And also there's just, you know, the question marks of not only his back, but again, his mental health. And obviously that's going to be a priority for him before he gets back in the court to make sure he's 100%. And you can, you can't hate on him for that. It's, but it also, you understand why an NBA team might not want to take that risk. Yeah. And I guess the most recent one was Atlanta as sort of a, a newish suitor for him. Could you see some sense of realistic, you know, a possibility of that, Nick, and could you see a package that would, you know, appease both parties? Like, you know, obviously, you know, John Collins, Hunter, or, or something around that. What, what are your thoughts of the machinations of, of, of that, you know, possibility? Yeah, I think Atlanta and Indiana would make a lot of sense, just given both those teams have had a lot of interest in the past. They were two teams that constantly kind of talked to Philadelphia. But I think, you know, the Atlanta package, there's definitely some versatile pieces that might interest the Nets. Like you mentioned, you know, John Collins, DeAndre Hunter, you know, draft picks, Kevin Herter. You know, there's just different guys that they could potentially look at. But obviously, you know, you have to ask yourself, you know, are those guys going to allow you to be a championship level team? Are you able to maybe grab an extra first or second where now there's another move that you could make to add, you know, a fringe level all-star. Cause at the end of the day, 
Ben is substantially better than those guys, but he does have to be on the court. You know, we talk about Ben all the time in the hypothetical. If he is healthy, this is a guy that can be a top 25 player. This can be, you know, a great defensive player on a night where we saw Drew Holiday. I know you didn't get to see the game. Drew Holiday sealed the game for the Bucks with two great defensive plays, a block on Marcus Smart and a steal at the end of the game. Like I had someone tweet at me. It's like, I hope Ben can do that for the Nets. Yeah, I do, too, because that's kind of one of the things they miss. And like he fills a lot of holes in how good he can be defensively. But again, I would understand if the Nets traded him because he's such a question mark. And it's hard when you have a question mark that's such a unique skill set because to an extent, the roster has to be not built around Ben, but has to work around him in a way that is going to allow him to succeed and play his best basketball, but also complement the other players. Because we saw what happened in the first round series when the Nets played two non-shooters and how much you know that really hurt Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving. So there's a lot of different variables that go into it. But I think, again, the only people re- that really know like what's going to happen with Ben Simmons is Ben, Rich Paul, and probably Sean Marks. You know, Those are the guys that are going to come down and make the decision this summer in terms of what his future is going to be going to be no I, I'm, I'm with you on that and it, it, it I'm, as you were speaking it immediately made me think of you know the James Harden trade the best version and I think both of us you know echoed these sentiments and maybe people will be able to add us and call us out on everything that was said on a podcast has been said a little bit recently in this offseason <laughs> for, for some goddamn reason but in in saying that I remember us sort of saying you know the best iteration of the Brooklyn Nets is with James Harden fitting healthy the best iteration of this new version of the Nets yeah. is with Ben Simmons fit and healthy because with James Harden, the Nets were an offensive juggernaut in those eight games and the couple of postseason games that we did see. Incredible. No use bringing up the past now. What the Nets could be is something that we have to sort of think about. And unfortunately, there isn't you know, a will be you know, because that, like there are so many question marks, as you alluded to, Nick, the, the unknown quantity. And you know, given Kevin Durant's timeline now and, you know, you know, he's, closer to the end of his prime than the peak of his prime. You know, he ain't 27-year-old Kevin Durant in, in Oklahoma City, you know, MVP level. He's still an incredible player, one of the two, three best players in the NBA right now, if not the, the best when he's on his game. But where does Ben Simmons fit towards that? I agree with the the building of around Ben Simmons. Joel Embiid said that, you know, in some honest but probably thinly veiled, you know, swipes at him you know, in the past where Ben Simmons wasn't playing and, you know, the whole furor was happening in Philadelphia. And I think there was some validity to that because, you know, when the best version of the Philadelphia 76ers had, you know, they had the Dario Saric, they had the Robert Covington, JJ Redick. And can the Nets have a similar prototype of a team? Because, look, you're coming around in Kyrie Irving, but, you know, how does the team fit around the rest of that? And we did hear things around, you know, culture guys and, you know, these sort of gritty sort of guys and, and all those different sort of things. You know, Sean Marks needs to look in the mirror and go, look, I built a pretty crappy roster in this offseason that forced me to make moves where we had to downsize to a point where we had 14 centers on the roster to three viable, two and a half viable centers and about 18 point guards. So yeah. the way Sean Marks builds this roster going forward, which is why I, th- there's a part of me that I just can't wait for the day where we hopefully get a bit of media accreditation. Now, we'll, we'll probably you know shy a little bit from some of our hottest takes probably me especially and <laughs> not calling steve steven you know in, in an old press if that day ha- does happen to come but there needs to be just more than the the pleasantries and the the wishy-washy you know nothingness of quotes that we're getting that we got sorry nick because you know yes there's like you know we want to be better yes we culture all this sort of thing but like culture is just superseded by just having a good basketball team like, I don't care about having the DMs of Russell, Damari Carroll, Spencer Dinwiddie, awesome culture, Brooklyn Mets. I want to win a championship. And it can be as dysfunctional as 
The Last Dance, Don is Robin going to goddamn Vegas. The Phil Jackson, Lakers, and Kobe and Shaq hate each other's guts. If we win a chip, I do not care what the culture is. Well, I think also, I, th- I think he's not just alluding to like the culture in the locker room. I think he's also alluding to like the culture on the court and the way that the Nets played this season. And some of there was a lot of comments about guys that, you know, want to play team basketball, that want to be selfless. And I think that was shots at different players on the team. I don't know exactly who Sean Marks is referring to, but I think he's also just talking about like the style and the culture of the actual Nets play. You know, it just like wasn't up to standard in what we've seen in the past. Like you said, you know, bad things can happen behind the scenes. You don't have to love each other, but you have to love each other when you're on the court to an extent and have each other's back and play a certain style and understand where everyone's going to be. And there wasn't really a culture or a chemistry with the team because they didn't spend much time together. It was a different group, you know, to start the year, then midway through the year change, and then guys are coming in and out and because of whatever reason. And then you have the whole drama with James Harden. It's just there was just a lot of negativity and there wasn't a, a connectivity with the team, even on the floor. Like, I agree with you. I think, you know, off the court and some of that stuff doesn't really necessarily matter as much. But on the court, you have to have some level of connective tissue. And the Nets lack that on both ends of the floor. I think some of that can be appeased by having a guy in the locker room that gives you that, Nick. You know, yeah. a Jeff Green, a Goran Dragic, if he was there at the start. Of or the, even just the, let somebody of, know on the court. No, and, and look, and, you know, the the coaching staff, I don't think have that. Like, you know, when you've got a Mike D'Antoni, the, just a, we, we heard the word like collaboration again, which is almost like, you know, ramp up. It's, it might become the, the new <laughs> version of ramp up heading into next year. I just think that there needs to be key figures. Yes, I'll have Kevin Durant as a leader, you know, on the court and, and, that, and that sort of thing. But I just think that, you know, the machinations of just this entire organization, there are so many gaps and so many holes to, to fill that, you know, a lot of it is done, you know, behind the scenes, medical staff maybe, and obviously assistant coaching and, and the people behind the scenes. But the 15 guys that are, you know, that are signed to be Brooklyn Nets, you know, come near the end of the trade deadline when the, the roster is set in stone. That, those are the things that matter most. And obviously, there are so many things that you alluded to, Nick, that are they're really hard to control. You know, you control the controllables and you, know, you, you do your best to deal with the external stimuli. And I think that some of that the Nets imposed on themselves and some of them they're going to have to continue to deal with because Kyrie Irving is going to bring a level of that. Kevin Durant, Ben Simmons, that's just the nature of having you know, high-level superstars on your roster. In You're going to have York. to deal with some of and in New York, you're going to have to deal with the blowback. You're going to deal with the Stephen A. Smiths, your Skip Baylesses, all those sort of thing. And, and you know, despite the fact that we heard from Ramona Shelburne, I'll keep bringing it up, that the Nets don't want to have those distractions and stuff. Well, next season, they have a good opportunity to do so. But there needs to be stability within the roster. There needs to be stability within and within the assistant coaching ranks. I think there's stability there. I think there needs to be a, a higher aptitude and the higher expertise within the, the assistant coaching ranks that we got from Yeme Yudoku and Mike D'Antoni and Leah, Kyle Korver, Steve Clifford and David Vanderbilt, all these guys uh, have been great, but I just think that there are so many gaps you know, from coaching down to you know, guys 8, 9 and 10 on the roster that Sean Marks has a, a very big job for him and we say every year you know, this is the season for Sean Marks to really make his buck, this is the season for Sean Marks to make his buck not saying he's a bad GM by any stretch of the imagination. Some of the moves that he has made have been incredible, but there are also so many gaps right now that he really needs to step up as one of the leaders of this organization and go, okay, this is what I need to do to get us a chip. You know, this is the guy I need to sign. This is the draft pick I need to use. This is the assistant coach that I need to hire. 
Joe Sy, I need you to give me some money here so I can go into luxury tax to re-sign this dude or, or whoever else it might be. So I just get it. I think I get more frustrated by the culture thing now because it's just like we're beyond that, Nick. You know, I think culture does matter to an extent, but winning supersedes culture. Superstars yeah. supersede culture. Supersede winning, winning creates a culture. <laughs> exactly. You know, it's 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 the be all and end all. You know, it's the religion, as our old Joseph, our boy Joseph Sy. <laughs> Um, would say as well. But in terms of those culture comments that we did, I'll I'll let you have a bit of a ramble while I, I, I try and find the exact quote because I want to be you know, specific in, in terms of what we're discussing here. What were your interpretations of, of, of Sean Marks talking about, quote-unquote, culture within the organization? You know, I, like I said, I think it could mean on the court. I think it could mean, you know, within the organization. I think you nailed it when you said stability. I think this team just lacks stability in general. You know, that went on all different levels. And that's even with guys, you know, not being available and, you know, unsure about what their role is going to be with the team. And I think that's one of the things that's made Sean Mark's job like incredibly difficult is, you know, last year's offseason wasn't great. But if it was actually surrounded by the real big three, the roster probably ends up looking better and it can make up for some of the offensive deficiencies. Obviously, you still would have loved to have wing shooting. But when you have a trio as effective as you know Kyrie Irving, James Harden, and Kevin Durant, covers up a lot of mistakes. But he didn't have that stability because obviously Kyrie in the mandate, James Harden wanting out and all that. So like you said. I think it's important for him to really set the tone this offseason and just moving forward with the organization and kind of having a strong group, having a real identity and really getting an understanding of like what he can expect from those guys. And like I said, it's going to be hard because obviously Kyrie has his ups and downs and then Ben Simmons is a real mystery right now. So it's really on Sean Marks to figure out what's up with those guys first. And then from there, he can really build a team because like we talked about earlier, Having Ben is great and he provides some really great skills, but also building a roster with him on it is going to take some different, you know, tune ups here and there, just given his lack of shooting and some of his off lack of offensive ability. Yeah. And the quote uh, specifically said, the culture is always going to change and tweak as to who comes in here. Did we take a step back? Without a doubt, the culture isn't what it quite was. And it's going to be our job to pick that up in between Steve and myself as leaders of that. So that's the quote. And obviously, good and Steve needs to step here. up with that area a lot himself. Oh, you tell it me, mate. <laughs> I, we could. I, we've only got a finite amount of time. You've got a vacation to go to. I've obviously got my uh, my work commitments and such. But I think that you know the, the key thing that a lot of people obviously took away from this was the Kyrie Irving comments. You know, there, there were a lot of little different things. I wanted to hear more about you know what are the off season priorities, and we got. You know, those vague pleasantries about, you know, we want selfless guys, all that sort of thing. Well, like, can you tell us, like, do you want wings? Like, do you want a guy that's actually above six foot four and taller than you and I that can actually go out there and help our guys play a little bit of defense? And Kyrie Irving isn't guarding freaking Jason Tatum on on switches and such. So I wish that there was a, a, a greater level of specificity to the way that the Nets have been communicating and the way that the media around them are communicating rather than just like, no one wants Kyrie. The Nets don't want Kyrie. Kyrie just want to be in the Nets. It's just like, like Kyrie for clicks is just always going to be the, the the thing at the end of the day. But I think as fans and as a fan of podcast, we just want that little bit more and just something a bit more to go, oh, okay, Sean Marks is prioritizing this. You know, we want some more wings on the roster. We want some guys to support Kevin Durant so he doesn't have a greater burden in terms of, you know, the defense that he's playing. We want some more you know, big facilitators. We want to, uh, what do we, it's just, okay, we got Ben Simmons is kind of healthy and happy. Cool. We got Kyrie Irving, a, a, maybe a, 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 a quote that pertained to him. Yeah, cool. But we got 
bugger all other than that, Nick. So that's just why I my hopes about you know I'm not I'm not ruling out you know the the improvements of the organization because improvements aren't made and the, the results are going to uh, repeat themselves given what's happening with Milwaukee and Boston and Philadelphia, given what could be with them if John B is actually healthy for for a goddamn postseason. The Nets are are falling to the wayside, and if they don't make drastic improvements from top to bottom, then they're just going to fall to the wayside as well. Cameron and Kyrie Irving can be great individually, but you know and it doesn't take individuals to win organizations, uh, to win championships. It takes an entire organization top to bottom. And yes, Kevin Durant can do that. Kyrie Irving can do that. They've done that with their respective organizations. But with Golden State during their seasons uh, of success and in Cleveland during their seasons of success, they had quality rosters, quality coaching uh, uh, to surround that. And that's all that, that's what the Nets need. All I want, Nick, is a decent enough coaching staff, whether that's Steve or not Steve, and a, a million good assistants, or it's guys good from one to eight in our rotation that aren't six foot one. That's those to me are the priorities, <laughs> and I don't care if Kyrie Irving is going to be if he's talking on Twitch or whatever, or if Sean Marks is saying you know Ben Simmons, I don't want to speak for him or whatever. All I want, Nick, is a good team, top to bottom. Yeah, I mean, I think we'll get some more pressers before free agency starts, but also, like you said, Jack, it's it's important that they do upgrade. And I think one thing that this team lacked this year, and I think it was kind of apparent from a lot of the free agent signings, and this is even with Harden, is just kind of the lack of versatility with some of the guys, either very one-sided or just lacked you know, certain skills that obviously were deficiencies and hurt the team in different ways. So he, he has a lot of work in front of him. And like I said, it starts with Kyrie Irving and Ben Simmons and fi- figuring out, you know, what's what's set in stone with those guys and then building from there because that's your trio, KD, Kyrie, and Ben. And then everything else has to kind of be built around those guys. And if, if Ben's not that guy or he doesn't want to be here, then, you know, you move forward and you look to make the next move because, like you said, the Nets have some catching up to do. And I think it's a, it's a hard thing to build around. I, I think KD is the you know, the one the alpha, the omega, then Kyrie Irving, because at least we know Kyrie Irving is healthy heading into next season. Yep. But with Ben Simmons' status with the, the back surgery and you know everything that's going on there, as well as his, his mental health and, and what he's dealing with there, yeah, he looks happy. Yeah, he's hanging out with Maya Jamma and, and things look to be all good. But we can't... I think that's where the difficulty is going to be, Nick. And I guess a yep. final question that I'll ask you, how do you build around something that you don't know what it looks like? Because we don't know what Ben Simmons is going to look like and we don't know what the Brooklyn Nets with Ben Simmons are going to look like. So do you just build on, you know, we heard them discuss Ben Simmons a bit today. He's going to play point guards, going to play centers, going to do all these things. Do you just get good players and just hope for the best? And Or do, we, do you do what's similar to what you've seen in Philadelphia in terms of how they're built around Ben and Joel? You know, what is Sean Marks and, and Steve Nash's job? Yeah, I think the first thing Sean Marks really has to do is just spend a lot of time with Ben Simmons and try to really figure out, you know, what to expect from him. And obviously, Ben might not even know the answer to that. And if you really, truly can't figure it out before it's time for free agency, then I think you just aim to get the most versatile players you can. Because at the end of the day, that never really hurts you. You know, obviously, maybe the skill sets aren't perfect, but guys that can always play complementary roles to whatever players are out there. And I think that was also something that was said today. I can't remember with Steve Nash or Sean Marks in terms of, you know, getting away from playing ISO basketball and finding a system that fits the team. I think it's important for Steve to really come up with that system and communicate to Sean and what he's looking for in his players, because, you know, there's not going to be the excuse for Steve this year, you know, last year and the year before a lot of things went wrong that were out of his control. He didn't do a great job last season, but there's enough where you can be like, you know, 
not many coaches probably would have succeeded with the whole Kyrie Irving mandate and the James Harden drama and, you know, KD being injured and in the small roster in which they had. So it's kind of, you know, shut up or put up for, you know, Steve Nash this year. And he has to, I think, play a role too in terms of like helping Sean Marks figure out what he needs and he needs to communicate that. So there's, like I said, there's no excuse for him and he can coach his best basketball and we can see what he's capable of. Yeah, the Nets always have a lot to say, Nick, but they have even more to yeah. do. And that's where, you know, Sean Mark's talking about you know, leadership and that's where, you know, about Stephen Nash. Accountability starts now. Build a good roster, have a good assistant coaching staff, have a good system, have a system. Yep. This is just vibes. Let's give Kyrie up in the basketball and hope he scores 40 points. Same thing for, for Kevin Durant. So, look, it's there's a, a lot of work to be done. And, look, my optimism isn't as high as it has been with this organization, you know, probably in, in even the past year or two, but we'll wait and see, Nick, you know, we'll, we'll probably get, you know, hopefully some more news and we, uh, there's a, a nucleus there for, for a championship. There are a championship elements, but you know, how do those elements all fit together and, and where do you find the, the other little jigsaw pieces to sort of sort it all out? That's the, that's the million dollar Larry OB question. Yeah, I mean, the Nets are halfway through the game, and now they have to finish. They have to get to the hardest levels and kind of complete Sounds the game. Sounds like the Brooklyn Nets this season, Nick, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, half well, of basketball. Yeah, that's about right. But, Jack, always a pleasure. Big thanks to everybody for listening. Check the buzz on all stream platforms. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.